come together in prayer, it's powerful. Amen. What's that, what's that scripture that says? I don't know where the scripture is, but it says two can put a thousand to flight. Uh, one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. And how many can three, four, five, six? I never did uh, figure out the multiplication on that. Does anybody know how to do that? You know how to, you get it figured out? <laughs> but it's a lot. And it's powerful. And we just need to come together and pray. Amen. Do you ever think, do you ever think like this? Because I do. I think there are times when I may be the only one that's praying. Or I may be the only one that God spoke to to pray for that situation. And I've told you all this. Every time we hear, and every time uh, Kim and I are riding around or we're doing something, we're out in the public, and we hear a, a, a fire whistle or a, an ambulance or something, we pray. We don't just listen to it and wonder where they're going. We don't wonder. We pray. You need to be specific about your prayers. Direct your prayers. You are powerful in your prayer life. Remember that. It works. Amen. You're not wasting your breath. Amen. You're, when it's going out, it's going to do what it was accomplished. What it's sent for. Amen. God's Word does not return void. Hallelujah. Amen. We just don't know how powerful we are. You know, I think that's the problem with the church today. We just don't know how powerful we are because of Jesus and what He's done and doing through us. Amen. So you came back. Uh, does anybody remember what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about training your children. Woo! Don't you wish? Aren't you glad I got them out of here? But uh, you get to hear this, and then you get to apply this. You get to take it home and put it into action. And you're probably doing that. A lot of y'all are probably doing that already. Or uh, if you still got young kids, then you, you're you're going to get some good stuff, some good information, and uh, you can apply it to your own home. Amen. So uh, we're in part 14 of of uh, the series Family God's Design, and this is the the. One lesson about training your children. So that's what we're going to talk about. Is everybody glad? Yes. All right. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to start verse 1. How did I lose that? Ephesians 6. There it is. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Amen. Now, this is something that, this is uh, the Apostle Paul writing this, but he's he's given us instruction uh, of what we can do as parents and how to raise our children. It's very important. This is... This is scriptural. This is biblical. This is the Bible. This is what we go back to when we don't know what to do. This is how we do it. Amen? We go by this guide. This is our moral standard. The Message Bible says this. Children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your father and mother in the first commandment. Is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. Namely, so you will live well and have a long life. Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the Master. Now, 
I raised two boys and a, and a girl. That's my little daughter right over here on the front. If y'all don't know, that's my daughter. And uh, I ra- she was the firstborn. And, uh, but I didn't do everything right with, with raising my kids. I didn't. I, we did a lot of good. We did a lot of right. But we didn't do everything. We weren't perfect parents. I want y'all to know that. Uh, and, uh, but, but our kids, they turned out pretty good. Kim tells me, don't brag about our kids. Don't brag. But, uh, but I love my kids and they just, they're good. They're good. They didn't give me any trouble. Only that Patrick's just not here today. <laughs> but, uh, but I looked up the word, that word exasperate in that last scripture, the way the, the message put it. Don't exasperate. Fathers, don't exasperate your children. And it, it literally means don't irritate or annoy them very much. Don't make them angry. Don't aggravate them. That's what I did to my kids. I think I aggravated them. No, I, I played I played pranks with them, and I, you know, now I do it to my grandkids. Yeah, but I, they love it. They love it. They know. It. Now I got Chloe. I got Chloe. That's that's Sally's daughter, and uh, they're going to be moving in with us pretty soon because they sold. They're building a new house. And they sold their other house already. So here they come. Next week, here they come. And we're glad. Yes, we are. We are. We really are. Because then I get to aggravate Chloe every day. But we shouldn't aggravate or make our children angry. But instead, we should lovingly lead them in the way of the Master, which is the way of righteousness. You know, I hear people say things uh, about their kids today like this. What has gone wrong with America's children? (laughs) And, uh, you know, they say, we didn't act like that when we were kids. But let me ask you this. Could, could it simply be that America's parents haven't read the Bible and haven't taught their kids and trained their kids to obey and honor? I think that's a big problem. I think that's a, a big reason why we have so much rebellion uh, to authority figures in our, in our country today. Is because we haven't taught our kids to respect and honor those in authority. And I think we've made a big mistake. And that's why we've got a lot of rebellion going on in the nation today. Did you know that in the U.S., every eight seconds of every school day, a child drops out of school? Every eight seconds, a kid drops out. Every 26 seconds, a child runs away from home. Every 47 seconds, a child is either abused or neglected. Every seven minutes, a child is arrested for a drug offense. Every, and every 36 minutes, a child is either hurt or killed by a gun. And, and just so you understand, a gun doesn't kill people. Somebody holding a gun kills people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so, parents, we have an awesome responsibility, but we have an awesome privilege and responsibility to train our children properly. You, you, your, your job as a parent is very important and very influential to your house, to train your kids in your house. Uh, many kids are being trained, but they're not being trained the right way. And let me just say this, you as parents... Train your kids the way you want to, but I just want you to know this. You may disagree with some of the things that I'm going to tell you today, and you may not want to discipline your kids the way God says in the Bible to do it. And that's fine with me, 
But just remember this. It's not going to be me you face at the end of your life at the judgment day. It'll be the author of this book himself, and he may have something to say to you at that time about how you raised your children. Now, that sounds harsh, and it is harsh, and that, that you know, I don't, want it to, I don't want you to take that as harsh, but I want you to see the importance of what it means to raise your kids right. It's very important. How many of you know that we, as parents, must, must train our children and prepare them for the real, the real world? And isn't it true that in the real world, you're not allowed to just do whatever you want to? A lot of people think they just go out in the real world and just do whatever they want to, but there are laws. There are laws. In the real world, in the real world you, don't get to, to, uh, you don't get everything you want, and you don't do everything and anything you want to do. In the real world, you're going to show respect, or you're going to be in trouble. Or you're going to face consequences. You're going to be respectful to your boss. Or you're going to get fired. Right? Is that right? When a child is old enough to go to school, they need to have learned already, already, that they will have to be respectful and obedient, not only to you as parents, but to their teachers. I see so much of this going on today where the, the, the kid will come home and complain about the teacher, and the, and, the, and the parent runs up there and just cusses the teacher out. You know what's? You better get the facts. Get the facts and, and see what's going on before you go chewing out the teacher. Poor teacher. Man, I wouldn't want to be a teacher today. We sit and gripe today about not being able to discipline the kids in school. But the truth is, if the parents train the children properly at home, there would not be the need to discipline them at school. I got one paddling in school. Well, maybe two. And I didn't deserve either one of them. Well, well, maybe I did the second one. But the first paddling I got, Mr. Shanklin, and he loved me. He told me it hurts him worse than me. I said, no. Give me that. <laughs> I respected Mr. Shanklin. I respected him. I really did. But that was the teacher's fault that I got that whipping. Y'all, y'all remember Miss Scratchin? Anybody know Miss Scratchin? She's gone long gone. Yeah, long gone. I'll see her one day. But she sent we, me and two other guys in our class went to the restroom all at different times. We asked, "I need to go. Can I go to the restroom?" Yeah. Can I go to the restroom? Yeah. We all went three different times, but we came back together. When we all came back in the door together, she said, you boys go to the principal's office. Well, what? What did I deserve? She sent us to the principal. And, and I got a lick for that. And it stung, man. I thought, mister, I never wanted another one. It stung. That paddle, that wood, it was It was hot. It was through my blue jeans, even. I didn't even put the book back there, you know. Some kids put a book back there, but it hurt. And then the second spanking I got was from Mrs. Birch. Anybody know Mrs. Birch? You remember Mrs. Birch? She had the same hairdo for 30 years. <laughs> same hairdo. I got a picture of her in the annual, in the yearbook. Same hairdo every year. Cool. Same. Who did she look like? <laughs> but anyway, we were... We were walking. We were. This is why I got a, 
a spanking from her. It was from her big old hand, and fingers were that long. And uh, we were walking to the to the uh, cafeteria, still the same cafeteria, still there where where they do little plays and stuff. And we were walking through. At that time, there was a swing set at the end of that uh, elementary school, a swing set through. I was walking, so we walked right through. She was the lead. She was leading us. We walked right through the swing set. So I just happened to grab the chain. And it went back and hit some little girl behind me. It wasn't Kim. I don't know who it was. I didn't apologize to her. But Mrs. Scratch, I mean, Mrs. Birch came up there and grabbed me by the arm. I nearly jerked my arm out of my socket, my shoulder. That's why that's hurting today. And, and just whopped me on the butt like that. And more, you know what that does to a guy? I just went, uh me, <laughs> me, like Anna does. Anna does that. Me, me. It just killed. It just crushed me, embarrassed me in front of everybody. She put a big old hand on my butt. It just embarrassed me. Golly, I bet I went home and still had a handprint on there, on my right cheek. <laughs> I didn't deserve either one of those. Okay, let's look at Deuteronomy. What I don't. Where was I going with that? Deuteronomy chapter six, verse verses four through seven says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength." And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, duh, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Did we do that? You gotta do it. Just do it like Nike says. Now, there are two ways of teaching these things to your kids. One is by word, and the other is by example. Oh, no. We've got to be examples. And we should use both of them. We need to teach your kids. You need to teach your kids the laws and the principles of God. Oh, let me tell you something. And I'll tell you this all the time. But if you teach your kids the laws and principles of God, they will, they will make better grades in school because they understand the importance of obeying and understanding and listening and honoring and respecting. They learn it. You, you've got to teach that at home because I guarantee you they're not teaching that at school. You've got to teach your kids that at home. Amen. Teach them about tithing. Teach them about giving. Teach them about the principle of sowing and reaping. They do bad, they're going to reap bad. They do good, they're going to reap good. You need to teach them these principles in God's Word. The principles of God work in our everyday life. They work. And one of the best ways to help you in this is to make sure your kids are in church every time the doors are open. Make sure they're in church. If you don't want to do it at home, we'll do it here. But you should do it at home. Their, their spiritual Education is is a hundred times more important than their secular education. Amen. Amen. It, it just is. It just is. 
Now that word teach there in verse 7 literally means you shall pound them in. You shall pound it into them. Teach them. Don't let them get away with stuff. And somebody say amen. amen. Don't let them get away with it. Don't let them get away. Got my little girl there. My little Sally. She was filled with the Holy Ghost at four years old. Yeah. She was right in her own room. She did it herself. Your flesh doesn't want you to learn and absorb the teachings and principles of God. You have to teach them. You've got to pound it into them. Amen. They may not like it at times. They may not like it. They might get mad at you, but don't worry. There's going to come a time when they're going to say, Man, I'm glad y'all did that. I'm glad y'all did that. Your mind will fight you to keep you out of the things of the Spirit. But this Word here says, you must pound this Word into your life and into your kid's life. Don't just, don't just pound it into them without being an example of it either yourself. Because kids know hypocrisy. They see it. Do you think the devil wants your kids? Oh, yeah. And he's going to fight from the day they're born till, till he, they, they learn how to beat him every day themselves. He, he's going to fight for everything he can get out of them to keep them from God. He's right. But I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't about to let him have my kids. Me or my wife, we just weren't going to give up. We weren't going to quit. We were going to fight them in faith, uh, fight, fight him in faith uh, all our days. And we still do. We still pray for our kids. Teach your kids diligently of the things of God. Parents, I know we've got a lot more kids in this church that, that aren't here today. And they don't come on Wednesday night when we have... I want to tell you, my, my son Patrick, he's not, he's not the kind of... A, Everybody, you know, over the years uh, have these uh, youth leaders that take everybody to eat pizza. They take them to have parties. They do all this and they do all that. Patrick takes them up there every Wednesday night that, that, that they come. And he teaches them the Word of God and examples of God and lessons of God. So if you've got, you got youth, if you've got teenagers... You need to bring him on Wednesday night because he's going to teach them the Word. You need to know that. I, just, I don't know if you know what they're teaching up there, but he's teaching them the Word of God. Patrick got it in him. He's got it in him to teach. He doesn't care about a pizza party. Every now and then he will. When he went to camp, he, went, he took them to eat. Every, they went to eat nice places. Man, I think they spent over three or $400 on food, eating out and stuff. They had a good time. But that's okay. You get rewarded. You do get rewarded. But for fun. But the Word is the most important things that the teenagers need to get in them. And that's what Patrick is doing. That's what he does. And that's, he's good at it too. He's good at it. Amen. Teach the kids. Alright. So, uh, uh, so let me just step out here and I ask you again. Who is parenting your children? Well, Pastor, my kids have homework and they can't come to youth meeting on Wednesday night. Well, let me put it this way. Now, listen, I'm not picking on anybody, and I love you all, and, but, but let me ask you this. If your, kid, if your kid decides on Monday morning that he, doesn't want, that he or she doesn't want or feel like going to school, are you going to let him, stay, let him or her stay at home and skip school? 
I don't think so. See, you, you take uh, the public school or the school they go to more important than you do church school or church attendance. You're making a big mistake. I mean, I love you, but I'm just telling you, you're making a big mistake because their scriptural, biblical teaching is more important. Education is more important than their secular education. It's just, you're, you may not agree with me, but I do. I'm just, I mean, that's, if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. So, so let me ask you this. If, if it's important for them to attend school to get an education, how much more important is it for them to get their spiritual education? We'll make them go to school, but we won't make them go to church. Am I missing something here? Now, listen. I understand there are certain times that they got a lot of, there's a lot of athletic stuff going on. And, and they, they, I think they purposely put things on Wednesday night so they don't have to. Or they don't get to go to church. Or they say, Wednesday nights is just a church night. It's not important. Businesses used to close down early on Wednesdays. Kim's dad had a grocery store. They'd close early on Wednesdays so they could go to church that night. Sunday and Wednesday were for church. Amen. But I know there's certain times that some other things, you know, take the place and come in. And they got to go do this, got to go do that. But you as parents need to understand the importance of training your children to learn the ways of God. This life on earth is not all there is. We have an eternity to prepare for. Now let me say this. Maybe you want to let your kids make up their own mind about whether they want to go to church or not. You want to just let the kids make up their own mind. Because that's what all their friends parents let them do. Okay, I'll tell you this, though. That's, that's the world's way. That's the world's way. That's not a kingdom way. That's not God's way. That is the world's way. Well, you know, I just think they'll just let them do what they want. They just want, they'll just let them pick whatever gender they want to be and whatever they want. No, that's the world's way. That's the world's way. I don't want to get picky on y'all. But listen, I want to tell you something. If you're born a, a, a boy, you're a boy. And no amount of mental understanding is going to ever change that. Amen. We don't, and, and we don't change. Listen, we don't get off on this. But people, don't, nobody ever says anything. But we need to hear this. It doesn't matter what you think you are. It's who you were born to be. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably making somebody mad. But I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm trying to help you understand God's Word. And God's got a better life for everybody. And it's not to be somebody else. It's to be who He ordained you to be, who you were born to be. Amen? And listen, I want to tell you something. When you're born, God didn't make a mistake. He, didn't make, he doesn't make mistakes. And He doesn't make trash. He's got a better life for all of us if we'll just walk in it. Amen? Amen. That's the world's way. Listen, the world's different. The world is different. The world around us is different than what God's world says it is in this kingdom of God. And we, when we surrender to Jesus, we became citizens of heaven. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Do you understand that? But we're in this world to make a difference too. Not to, not to isolate ourselves. 
We're not just because we're saved and we're born again that we don't isolate ourselves, but we're out here to shine. We're out here to be light to the world that's dark around us. Amen. Uh, A lot of people don't like that, and I'm sorry, but that's the truth. This is the Bible, and that's what we go back to, the Bible. Not what people say it is. Not what some president says it is. We go back to the Word of God, and that's who it is. And that's the way it is. Amen. Amen. But listen, the same world's way that says not to spank your kids is the same world system that will lock your kids away in prison when they don't obey the law. I would rather teach them at home about respecting authority and honoring and obeying their parents than to let those guys in the prisons do it. They'll find no mercy in prisons. It's not always easy to raise your kids right, but it will pay off in the long run. Uh, Isaiah 54:13 says, "All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children." Don't you want your children to have peace in their lives? We want the best for our kids. I know there's not a parent here who doesn't want the best for their kids. And I want to tell you something. The best for your kids is to follow God. Not the world's way. God's way. One of the the best definitions of peace I heard the other day is this. Peace. The absence of confusion. Amen. The absence of confusion. You know, a lot of people today are just confused about who they are. They're confused. And then we got people that encourage them. Just encourage them to be like you. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay for people to go to hell. It's not okay with me. It's not okay. Mm, I'm on it today. I'm just, I'm sorry. But it's not okay to me to just say somebody's in a different lifestyle and, oh, that's okay. They're just being who they are, as long as they don't bother me. No, it bothers me because I want their soul to go to heaven. I don't want them lost and going to hell. And the consequences of sin is death either way. Now turn to Ephesians 2, 2. Boy, aren't you glad you came today? Ephesians 2, 2 says, In which you once walked according to the... That's okay. According to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And then the, 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 the Passion Translation puts it like this in verse 1 and 2. Let me read that one. And his, and his fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of the world, of this world, Obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. There is in the heart of every person in this world a spirit of rebellion and disobedience. If, if you just leave your kids to their own, don't ever try to influence them at all. Let them raise themselves and go. They will be rebellious. They will be disobedient. They will be trouble all your days. I'm telling you. Including our precious children. Oh, they look so cute. But it's in them. It's in them. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. They're born with it. 
And we were all there. It's, it's there. It's just there. We're born with that sin nature in us all. We need to be born again. But now, we as parents must teach them to respect authority. And listen, I, listen. Here's where, here's where I think the church has missed it a lot. And bad. Badly so. We... We, we, call, we, we treat those people who are living a different lifestyle or not like we would prefer. We treat them as, as if they're uh, scum or they stink some way or I, don't, I can't think of the words. But, but we judge them when God loves them. It's not, we don't hate people. That's why I say bring them all in here. I want everybody in here because the truth will set them free. If you know people like that, you invite them to come to this church. Because I'm not going to hate them. And we should never hate them. Because God loves them. They're His creation. He loves us all. He created us all. He loves us all. And He got better for us all, too. He's got better for us all. Amen. But we, but now we as parents must teach them to respect authority. And the first symbol of authority in a child's life, what's the first symbol of authority in a child's life? The parents, mom and dad. That's the first symbol of authority to them. Let's, let's don't miss that opportunity. I think that's what's wrong with a lot of Americas. We've, we've missed that. If a child doesn't respect his parents, why would that child respect a teacher? Man, my, you know, Courtney was a teacher. She couldn't, she couldn't do it anymore. It just was, she couldn't take it. The, the kids, fourth grade, fourth grade, cuss her out. If my kid went to school and cussed a teacher, there'd be some red stripes. Be, uh, parents, uh, don't let that be. Don't let that be. If they don't respect their parents, why would they expect uh, why would you expect that child to even respect God? Parents, he can see. God, he can't see. If he doesn't respect what he can see, why would he ever respect what he can't see? So it's our responsibility to teach our kids to respect authority. Now, I want to tell you something. Always, not always is authority correct. Some authority is abused. And there are some bad apples at every bunch. But the majority of authority are good. Amen. And in my opinion, it's our responsibility to teach our kids to respect other people's property too. I remember, I don't know if I told you all that. This guy, there's a friend of mine. I might have said it here. I don't know. There's a friend of mine. He was out riding around the country. And he come by his... Uh, place out in the country and there was a guy pulled over the side of the road using the bathroom right on his uh, land. Did I tell that story here? And he walked, he stopped and he asked the guy, what's your address? The guy said, what for? He said, well, I want to go use the bathroom in your yard. That's my yard. <laughs> See, it's not, it's not okay to just, it's not okay to go to the bathroom anywhere. I mean, it's like my dad, he, 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 he waited till he got home. <laughs> I were times with my dad I'd driving my dad around and he just couldn't wait to get home I, we, we gonna, he said, he'd tell me stop in the road stop there I know daddy we're going to be home in a minute no I ain't going to do that 
I was helping my dad learn some things. <laughs> but but listen, parents, children shouldn't be allowed to rule the home. Really? <laughs> children shouldn't be allowed to rule the home. I had it two times written down there to say that twice. Thank you. They really shouldn't. They don't rule your house. You rule. That's a wake-up call to somebody. Discipline should be done with consistency. That's important. That's important. Consistency is important. I'll tell you what I mean by that. And parents, remember to train your kids to address those in authority properly. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. I got, I got, a, I got a kids that, that ask them questions and they go. I say, how do you spell that? How do you spell that? Teach them to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir. Not just to you, but to other people, too. Proverbs 13, 24 says, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him properly. Promptly. The Message Bible says it like this, A refusal to correct is a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them. See, I think really Miss Scrutchen really loved us. <laughs> and Miss Birch, I know she loved me. <laughs> I wanted to tell her, you need to change your hairdo. But I was respectful. She was consistent. <laughs> And you need to start disciplining your children while they are young. When they get to be teenagers, it's even harder. Don't don't wait till they get to be teenagers and say, no, they don't understand they're still... No, you do it right when they get two. When they're two. What do they call that? The terrible twos? It's not, it shouldn't be terrible. It's, yeah, tormenting more like, you know. <laughs> Discipline your children early. In their disobedience. Don't let them. And don't let them do it two or three times before you stop them. See, they know how many times. They count. They get good at math. They know how many times they can keep doing it. Until you get up. You know, we let them get by with it. We do it because we don't want to go deal with it. But you better do it. You better discipline. You better start. All right. From now on, you're only getting one warning. One warning. And you put your foot down. And be consistent with it. Because the first time they get two, uh, well, they, they don't mean, they don't really mean it. I'll get three now. Teach them that your word is true, that your word is good. Listen, you are preparing them for a relationship with God. See, in your child's life, you represent authority first. Then you pass that authority off to the Lord in their lives. And they'll learn that if your word, they'll learn that if your word is good, then they will know that God's word is good also. If your word's good, then God's word's good. They'll learn that. Seven tips on raising happy, godly children. Here they are. Seven tips on raising happy, godly children. Who wants happy, godly children? Amen. Number one, parents, never disagree in front of your children. Don't, don't disagree with your spouse in front of your children. Because then they can see what sides they can pick to go on for these kind of decisions. 
And they are smart. These kids today are smart. Man, they can get a cell phone and figure it out. My, my little Anna, she gets my cell phone. She knows right how to get to videos and start them. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Number two, never be afraid to admit you were wrong. Listen, they need to see that you're not perfect too. It's okay. It's okay. It teaches them humility. Amen? Number three, think before you speak. Think before you speak. Don't say something you don't want to really mean. Take it back. And if you make a mistake saying it, saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. This is the way I mean it. Correct it right away. Listen, you just be a good godly parent. You can't go wrong. But you've got to be the example for them. Number four, look for talents in your children and encourage them to develop them. Little Danny, little Danielle, she's a, and, and uh, Andrew, they're both in baseball and doing good at it. And I know that Anna's encouraging them to stay with it. And, and Danielle, she's going to get a scholarship. I guarantee she's going to get a scholarship to play ball somewhere. But just encourage them. Keep encouraging them. You look for those gifts and talents in your children. Uh, number five, teach your children the value of money. Oh, man. Because they don't know what money is. They just want. And they want this and they want that and they want, 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 want. They need to know what money is. It's okay. Tell them how much money you make. Tell them how much you do. How much you make and then show them how many bills you pay. You gotta show them that too. Because they think they could just leave and make it on their own. When they see the bills that it costs, they don't know what it costs to live. They don't know what the house payment is, the car payment, the insurance, and they don't know all that. Explain all that to your kids when they get a little older. Now, when they're two or three, they don't. Know. But, but, and then, all right, number six, be quick to discipline, but also quick to reward. Praise your kids a lot. Praise your kids. I, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of praise from my parents. Either one. My mother praises me today, like, every, all the time. She didn't know she had such a wonderful kid. Just because I'm doing everything for her. And I'm the only one she's got today. <laughs> so I'm a wonderful kid. But but uh, growing up, I didn't get a lot of praise for the things I did. They came. To, I think I think my dad came to two football games in my whole career in high school and junior high. Maybe two football games. I'm not mad at him. I'm not. But uh, but participate with your kids in what they're doing in public. Go with them. You know. Just be sure to bring them to church. <laughs> But reward them when they do something good too. Amen. Number seven, if your kids start something, make them complete it. Teach them how important it is to follow through and get things done. You know, we got adults that don't follow through. They do. I know a lot of them. They don't follow through. They promise, they commit, and they don't follow through. Following through is very important in life. If you're young or if you're old, you know that to Donna. Y'all see that. But it's a, it's 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 so true. It's a good thing for the parents, to, the kids to see the parents follow through, and then you help the kids follow through. Encourage them to finish this. If they're doing a project or something, help them to get through with it. Don't just don't just let them give up. Just tell them you're not a quitter. We're not quitters. We're gonna keep on till we get it. Amen. And encourage them. Let's. I want to just pray. We're going, to, we're going to close right here. Let's pray. Oh, man, is, I'm, I went overtime today. We've got to take another offering up. 
Amen. Father, I, I just I just ask you to help the parents. I think every parent wants to be the best parent they can be. But the truth is, Lord, these parents need to know and understand that we're going to be with you for eternity. So we need to raise our kids because we want to see them there with us. We want them to be in eternity with you as well. We don't want them to have to struggle through life, barely getting by. We want them to be successful in everything they do. And I just believe, and, and Lord, I know your word says that, that if we'll apply the principles of God to our lives when, we, when we're young and when we're old, we'll not depart from it, but it'll be, we'll be blessed. The principles of God work for everyone who apply them to their lives. And uh, I just ask you to help the parents to realize that their spiritual education to their children is the most important thing they can do. But not just to the children, but to themselves as well. May, they, may the parents grow spiritually while they're helping their children to grow spiritually as well. Bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen.